the ghouls next door come into our dungeon or our laboratory. Scary voice. It's good. You're doing a good (laughs) one. I thought so, too. Hi. Welcome, listener. Hi. Normal voices again. Cool. Yeah, we won't pull that off for a long time. (laughs) We are not good at it forever. (laughs) welcome to the ghouls next door a creepy podcast about creepy stuff yeah and this is the month of october so we're talking about our classic horror genre people yeah the real originals the ogs of horror yeah and this is our 29th episode and we're going to be talking about two very important talented men who are the beloved monster men yeah of uh, the silver screen. Mm-hmm. So we got Bella Lugosi and Boris Karloff. Yes. For your ears tonight. Yeah. These guys. They <laughs> transformed horror. It was a stepping stone. It was a milestone. Uh, horror wasn't really a thing. And then they showed up. And now we're here. <laughs> they did the whole thing. They were just like, yeah, you know, you didn't know things were scary until a minute ago. And now I'm here. So it's scary. <laughs> excellent cool yeah we, we did a great job talking about it so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean so uh, the reason why i want to talk about bela lugosi and boris karloff is we talk about three writers mm-hmm. who attributed um and these two actors happen to play a lot of these characters on screen yeah they got typecasted like anything else um, and were basically put in every single scary movie during the time of like the, I want to say like it was the thirties, yep. just like the entire thirties, mm-hmm. a little bit into the forties. Yeah. And they were just every spooky thing that existed during that time. So if you don't know who these two gentlemen are, uh, Bela Lugosi is the original Dracula. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a 1931 Dracula. That's the one where you hear like, we want to suck your blood accent and the cape and the piercing eyes and the bats that kind of flap weird mm-hmm. all of those things came from Bela. yeah he's great and then Karloff is the original Frankenstein he was the one that you see with the flat head and the bolts in his neck and he walks all weird he looks his like shoots his shoots his shoes were 13 pounds yes so yeah these are the two um men who really pioneered that movement and so we're here to pay them some tribute. Yeah. Welcome. Join us. <laughs> Won't we'll you? Please. <laughs> I would say, so in college, I took a class and I did a small report on Boris Karloff because of the problems in Hollywood with uh, casting white actors in roles that they shouldn't be, which they mm-hmm. still do. So the fact that... Uh, Karloff doned essentially yellow face to play Dr. Wong or Mr. Wong. Mm -hmm. And so he like they put makeup and like prosthetics on his face to make his eyes look Asian and then like changed his skin tone. And then he had to talk in an incredibly racist accent. Mm -hmm. And he we couldn't hire just actually a person person. who can actually play this role. Um as, and that was just during the time. And it spoke for the racism that was happening in California against um, our Asian immigrants at the time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say, like, 
Karloff is to blame. I think, you know, he played roles that were given to him, and that was one of his more famous ones. And if anything, I mean, Bela also played a Mr. Wong. Not the same one, but it happens to be there is a, a good number of Mr. Wongs happening yeah. played by not Asian care, like people. Um, and so it's kind of a, an idea to think about, like, the fact that they were both more or less foreigners, um, Karloff being an English foreigner who was who had an East Indian heritage, so he's a little tanner. Mm-hmm. And then Bela, who is Hungarian and had an accent. Yeah, very thick accent. So it's wondering, like, why do we take these two foreign and or ethnic actors and cast them as monsters or as uh, cultures that they are not? Yeah. It's a whole question. There's lots of questions around it. In that time. There's a lot of questions about that Just time. Just, like, life during <laughs> that period. That whole, like, time. Uh, you don't want to go back in time. Nope. Joke kind of goes to that. Um, but, yeah, I definitely didn't do any of that in school i didn't really know who they were until i saw the movies yeah and it wasn't like an educational thing it was like oh that's that's happening now yeah. more so um i did go to film school so. yeah you, I, know. Uh, <laughs> I know it makes it why. makes a lot of sense <laughs> for you to, to know this stuff and to like have a class on this or like most of my stuff was just like war it's bad what is it good for <laughs> absolutely, absolutely nothing, nothing. All right. But yeah, I like Karloff better as an actor. That's kind of all I got in terms of my personal feelings. Um, But I definitely felt for Bela and his like life situations. I feel like he did kind of because of like a lot of things, language barrier, et cetera, like have a harder time. Um, But yeah, I definitely thought like Karloff was a stronger actor. Absolutely. Um, And we're going to kind of go into... Um, quite possibly why Karloff might have been, you know, a better actor or seemed that way um, and maybe was more of a crowd favorite and for several different reasons. Um, And we're going to talk about that. So join us on this journey to the classic horror of the classic horror film world. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm on board. So, you know, because I'm here, but also you guys join us. Yes, for the OG monsters. Woo! Ready. As we talk about facts. We're still here. Those spooky facts. <laughs> <laughs> so Kat and I indulged in a lot of films and did some research on these gentlemen. And I will say that some of my primary research came from a lovely podcast that everyone should check out, which is You Must Remember This, which has a five-part amazing series on Boris and Bela and will go way more in-depth than we will. So if you really have an itch... Uh, to to satisfy with this content, check them out. I just want to start with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give They're credit cool where voices. credit's due. Absolutely. So I want to talk about Karloff specifically. Um, so here's what his deal is. Tell me. <laughs> Karloff is an English 
actor. And what's interesting with him is that he was born um, with a stutter and a lisp, and he walked bow-legged. Huh. Um, when he grew up, he eventually got rid of the stutter. He learned to conquer that, but the lisp always remained, which kind of, I think, attributed to his acting mm-hmm. and like these characters that he could be and how he can portray them kind of worked in his favor. That yeah. he's not like he's not going to be the suave, like gentleman that Bela is going to be because yeah. that's not his whole thing was <laughs> never sex appeal. It was always I'm ugly, and then I was like, no, you're not though, dude. But he's like nice, like yeah. he feels endearing. Like why you gotta be ugly to be nice? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it hurts. All right, continue. <laughs> um. So I would say, uh, fun fact: his best uh, no non horror role is that he was the Grinch. Um the as the the narrator in the animated television special of dr seuss's how the grinch stole christmas wait what yeah so we've all grown up with him listening to him tell us this story that's so fun i never knew that yeah i learned also (laughs) excellent um another fun fact so uh karloff is uh, the actor for Frankenstein. He plays Frankenstein's monster, Frankenstein. So if you want to learn more about the creation of Frankenstein, you can check out our Mary Shelley episode. Yeah. This is about the film and about the actor. Because he did a lot of great stuff. Um, he played in a lot of things often. <laughs> he, he was a, a very versatile actor, but he, he, he played a lot of just random side gigs to the point where like when Frankenstein premiered, uh, like a week or so later... Or around the same time, another movie premiered that he was also in where he was just like henchman number one. <laughs> so he was simultaneously having a breakthrough while his like lesser known parts were like coming through. Um, he starred in so many movies or was in so many movies that Frankenstein happened to be his 81st movie. Yeah, that's late, especially since that was like his big one. Yeah, and he was older too, so it was a, it was a big deal um, for him to be an older gentleman and to still somehow find it. But of course, that's you know the old age Hollywood. Men can keep on doing, and ladies, you're done. Now you're yeah. old. Get out of here. Um, Sad. <laughs> Frankenstein actually wasn't technically considered a horror film because the term horror, uh, like as a genre, was first used in 1934. So it was a few years early. Yeah. So it was probably just like a thriller. Yeah. This is stressful. Yeah. <laughs> this movie makes you feel stressed. Yeah. It's especially um, that. So f- movies like Frankenstein and movies that Karloff and Bela tend to star in, they are usually double features. So you would go and you would get two films, um, usually like a B rated horror movie and then theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just like you just go through some junk and then you maybe get some gold or you go through their junk and then you get the other person's gold Yeah, kind of deal um, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, a fun thing about Frankenstein was that it, it kind of received the first trigger warning because there was this uh, rumor that when it first sh- aired mm-hmm. um, that people in the audience got really scared and left they were like legitimately upset. So there would be a guy who would come out and he'd be like, hey, the director um, has to tell you guys that he um, is warning you that the things you're going to see are unsettling. And if you have a weak stomach, you need to leave. 
essentially that's so funny <laughs> yeah because like also i mean i'm sure back then anything that was on the screen was scary um but also like it's just goofy it's like the first paranormal activity but, yeah like, back in the day exactly because like one of the first films was like a train going by and mm-hmm. it was known as the first horror film because everyone ran out because they thought the they train thought was real yeah which is stupid people I, I, were dumb <laughs> but it was like it was new technology so that makes sense yeah but like the the trigger warning was cool in that it it one it warned people so they wouldn't they knew what they were getting into but it was also cool because it kind of dared people to stay yeah it was i could like, see that yeah it was like only if you dare remain here and watch the horror that is frankenstein and then people would be like yeah i could handle that and even if they were terrified they were gonna do that and considering like what the propaganda there is for films these days mm-hmm. where they just show trailers of people in the audience freaking out they don't even have to show you what the film is about i hate that too where <laughs> it's like you watch a whole preview for something you're like what is what is this why am i gonna pay money for that i don't it didn't tell me what was gonna happen it's like better i think than those trailers that tell you everything that happens no that's also it's like fair. now i've seen the whole film <laughs> and i don't have to this go did not need to be two hours <laughs> you've changed yeah i didn't realize i tuned in to watch an entire movie um so for frankenstein uh lugosi was also offered the role first for the monster and reportedly uh Jen said he didn't want the role because the character didn't speak hmm. um but rumor has it that it was because the director and the rest of the team considered Karloff a better actor Hmm. um they both were probably factors in some way yeah because when you think about it like Bela's strength is speaking Mm -hmm. and being like this weird he's not yeah like he's scary in his like creepiness intensity yeah and not so much in his like ah or like he's not he's not a brute kind of guy yeah, and I think he plays um, villains a lot better than he does with someone who's trying to evoke sympathy, mm-hmm. which Karloff was really good at. Like, he was, you could really sympathize with this monster who didn't want to be here <laughs> and now is here and, like, is, you know, just trying to fight to understand w- what he's doing here. Um, and Karloff can do that without words. And Frankenstein was a crazy film. Um, Car- like Kat said before, Karloff's shoes in this film were about. 11 to 13 pounds each um which that's heavy and he had to do that all by himself um the flat head that we know and see is due to the idea that his like scalp was cut off mm. and um so to kind of show like surgery and then he was painted green because they knew it would look gray on screen like as opposed to what like people colors would look mm-hmm. so that's kind of why we get this green Frankenstein, but mm-hmm. you know, really, he's just supposed to be really Gray, pale. He's supposed to be pale, yeah, and like dead and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the a fun fact again is that the makeup artist for this look, who created this amazing thing, um, with help from Karloff, was Jack Pierce, who was previously a baseball player. Multi-talented people all around. He was like, I don't want to do sports. I want to make art. On people's faces. But da- dad won't let me dance in the garage. Yeah. So now I make art on your face. I make monsters, father. Monsters. 
Yeah. Like, you're going to go in the backyard and you're going to play the catch with me. We're bonding. No, I want to make monsters. It's the 1900s, son. <laughs> son, child. <laughs> we'll find Boy. you a child by bride soon enough. <laughs> As is trend. Uh, Karloff did all his stunts in Frankenstein, which <laughs> did a, took a toll on him in that he would have to throw people. He wore all of these. Uh, he wore these heavy shoes. He did just a lot um, all by himself. And it really honestly could take a lot from someone yeah um yeah, it's heavy it hurts throwing people's probably stressful yeah and then you do it like take after take after take like he did not have a stunt double he mm-hmm. was just him and he and he does it without any complaints like there's a lot where he should have spoken up and he just didn't because he didn't want to be inconveniencing i like see i like him better he's a nice he's man nice guy yeah um and then he <laughs> Again, this is like 81st film, but he was still considered such an anonymous actor that he wasn't invited to the premiere of Frankenstein. <laughs> he was the monster. That's insane. He's, he's the, the whole thing, and he wasn't invited. That's rude. Yeah. Um, between 1938 and 1940, Karloff appeared in five films. Um, some of So those include um, Mr. Lee, the Chinese detective, uh, or Mr. Wong, the Chinese detective, um, and then also just a bunch of kind of like weird horror films as well. Yeah. Um, and then another fun thing. So they played in both he and Bela, who we're going to get into really, um, stole the corner like market of horror films. And they started a lot of films that were advertised as being based on Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. So, which was our first episode in this series. And then we have Frankenstein for Mary Shelley. And then another fun thing is that Karloff had starred in a film that was based off of or inspired by H.P. Lovecraft. And it was called Monster of Terror. So, you know, he really was a part of each person in our uh, classic Uh, horror series. Yeah. It all comes together, guys. Full circle. I found it. I found all the links. (laughs) Connect them. Yes. Little dots. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's talk about that other guy. Uh, Bela Lugosi. Did I say it right? Bela. Bela Mm -hmm. Lugosi. Mm -hmm. All right. Cool. Well, he was, you know, Dracula. Dracula was one of the first horror films for talkies. Yeah. So Bela was a great actor for silent film Mm because he was Hungarian. So he had an accent. So for a film like Dracula, it was the first time we had talking like, so we're out of the silent era. This is the first horror film during that time. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, And he had to learn all his lines phonetically. Oh, that's a cool fun fact. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, he had a lot of trouble, I think, with the whole accent thing, though. And it helped. It kept him away from, I guess, getting the same recognition as Karloff because, you know, he had that accent and language barrier. <laughs> yeah. So basically, he was quickly typecast as anything dracula-esque as a villain and it was basically because they were the same person you know bela was dracula and he his whole thing was the character and you can't really go too much past that whereas karloff had to could actually like disguise himself use prosthetics and makeup and then he would take them off and then he'd be him and he would do other things yeah he'd be a new he'd put on different prosthetics and different makeup <laughs> and now he's a different person i'm a different villain or a person you know 
yeah. people. Um, but basically, he had a really hard time getting anything that wasn't a horror film, um, which really hit hard when in the 1930s, they basically were like, no, 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 horror films are scary in Britain. We're not doing that no more. Um, but he also served in World War One, which ended up kind of messing him up later because he got sciatica from all his injuries and whatnot. And that mm-hmm. made like acting and like doing stuff pretty painful um, from World War One. But the one we watched is he was in The Raven with Karloff um, and was paid less than Karloff despite being the lead actor. Yep. So he was very bad at negotiating contracts and like basically sticking up for himself and like kind of honestly like contradicting how I would think he would present himself because he seemed like a pretty like confident dude. Yeah, but he was also kind of a mess um, because... Considering the sciatica and the injuries from World War One, he developed a addiction to morphine and methadone. Mm-hmm. So like that totally throws him off. Um, and I really think he might have been able to do a lot more for himself if mm-hmm. he was completely in control of his faculties and didn't have to like get shipped off to rehab all the time. Yeah. So he like wasn't doing too good like physically. Um, but. There was, it definitely, he got hit hard in the 30s before he kind of had his big comeback. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, horror films were basically like, no, 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 no. We're not doing that anymore in Britain for a few years. Um, so he would usually lose roles to Karloff, honestly, because Karloff could do other things. Yep. And then he would audition and then not get the role because he just got really severely typecasted. Um, but, you know, in a continuing... <laughs> The sad end. Yeah. Um, there's some fun rumors, I guess, sort of like how Mary Shelley had fun rumors about herself. Yeah. Um, well, he died while lying in bed in Los Angeles apartment. Uh, he was 73. And the fake rumor, it's not real, um, is that he was clutching the script of The Final Curtain, which was the movie he was planning to work on with Ed Wood. Um, but I was told it's not true. Oh. But it was still like a fun fact. Another fun napping or sleeping or dying while reading a script is that despite the fact that people say that Bela and Karloff were not friends, um, during the filming of The Black Cat, there was like a promotional photo that they took where mm-hmm. it was essentially Karloff and Bela were both had fallen asleep after reading the script like next to each other. Like they were that's nap cute. pals. Yeah. <laughs> so that's They're a fun friends. time thing to say in lieu of the the weirdness of his (laughs) sad tragic life yeah um and apparently um he did have a son um and they buried him wearing his dracula cape and it wasn't like said that he wanted that but the family kind of was just like we we want to honor him and like in his best role where he was like doing his best and like not as sick and kind of in his prime that he can like have that even when he's gone. Yeah. And yeah. and then another fun thing, just because this is the ghouls next door, is that he he worked closely with Edward on a lot of things. So there's a film um about Edward where you can see um some kind of uh not so positive images of Bela, but mm-hmm. in real life he worked with Edward on several ghoul films. A ghoul goes west. And the phantom ghoul. It sounds great. Which, yeah. I want to go ghouls go west. Yeah, it sounds fun. I'm definitely a fan. <laughs> we watched so many movies with them, but 
I keep wanting to watch more. I just want to. Ke- I just want to get a big projector and just like watch them outside, just like one after the other. Just like not double feature, just like infinity features. That does sound nice. They were just like funny, like all like. And I mean, it's because we're watching them now. We're, yeah. we're are, we are so desensitized. <laughs> we're messed up. Yeah, we basically. <laughs> you could show us the worst thing, and we'd be like, "All right, well, that was fine." We're like, this is just like, oh, look at them be. Look at them do their stuff with the spooky things. Running all around. Laughing <laughs> so all dramatic. maniacal. Having light shine in their eyes the whole time. <laughs> it was cute. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say I really enjoyed learning about them um, and the kind of drama that goes with them. And we'll get more into it when we talk about the actual films in themselves and kind of like the way things worked. But there was definitely some situations in that uh, Karloff was um, kind of like the same way that we enjoy him more. Mm-hmm. The audiences enjoyed, enjoyed him more. Um, not to say that they didn't enjoy Bela. He actually, um, for when he was doing uh, plays, mm-hmm. he <laughs> was known as this like sexy man. Uh, and the, the idea was that husbands would drop their wives off at the place to be like okay women just get out of the house go enjoy yourself do whatever you want so these are obviously suppressed women (laughs) and so they would watch Bela in all his sexy glory like on stage with that accent in those piercing eyes and they would write him letters and like tell him all this stuff like these love letters of just like you've awakened something in me and all like and that's like the wave that he was riding on when he ended up in america so when he got dracula which is just like the sexiest vampire like he started sexy vampires Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like this is why like interview with a vampire is a thing this is why we have like fantasy novels with yeah like sexy van- like when i remember watching one of the twilight films because i was a dumb teenager and my aunt was like this is really dumb <laughs> she was like the vampires i know are sexy like they were intimidating and dangerous and alluring yeah. and you know like intense and they had like fierce. knowledge that was secret that you yeah. weren't supposed to know they were so. smart and that was like that was a part of the attraction and they just like lure you in and bite your neck seductively. And so then you have like glittery, like <laughs> angsty, <laughs> angsty sparkle teenagers. Vampires. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of funny and in him coming in, he always still had that and throughout nearly all of like the films that we watched and some of his more uh, famous ones, he's always this handsome sexy man who yeah, he was always like wooing the ladies with like the like face caress yeah it was real subtle <laughs> yeah and he did it every single time and i was uh, I, I mean honestly he was a good looking guy yeah oh yeah definitely and even Bo- boris karloff was as well which is so sad that like he just get put in these gross face like mm-hmm. disformities and they were like you're just ugly now Go like ahead. We're going to make you a mummy. We're going to make you Frankenstein. We're going to make you this deformed guy where his eyes broken. Like you. <laughs> and then it's like when you see him normally, you're like, what is this handsome man doing? Who's yeah, that? He's, he's normal. Yeah, I think it looks good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Vela really played well with with being the charming guy. Um, even and then he always was like, it gets really like kind of creepy and like uncomfortable when you're looking at it in today's world of like Mm -hmm. these young women who are getting swept up by this man and he's like essentially like 
manipulating her or like taking her against her will, like literally just like ha- putting her in harm was harm's way. Um, cause he doesn't get what he wants. But at the same time, like during that time, he was still really sexy for being this character. Like he's a yeah. villain. He's plainly the villain. He is bad, but you're still like, but you know, would I be so upset if he kidnapped me? <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> the beginning of, uh, the bad boy. Yes. Craze. He's the OG bad boy. I just want that angry guy. He's misunderstood. I can change him. You can't. He'll bite you and you'll die. He's like, honestly, I feel like he's the start of like the romance novel man, which is like thinking of Christian Grey of Fifty Shades of Grey. There's like a whole trope of romance novels where you have this guy. You don't want to be with me. Yeah. You have a guy who's like super rich He's super powerful. He gets stuff that you're not going to get. And then you get this like pathetic, normal, like regular woman who's just like, it's such a gift that he's even paying attention to me. Like, of course. And so I feel like that started like there. Like, I'm sure it existed before him, but it's like really strong here Mm -hmm. in like how overtly he is a villain. And you're still like, well, well, like, yeah, that'd be cool. (laughs) I'd be one of his many brides sleeping in coffins you, you need me to be undead all right that's fine anything for you <laughs> yeah i yeah i think that he does really well uh and then karloff is just really good at being a being a spooky guy that you feel real bad for yeah he definitely invoked a lot more sympathy where i think bela just like didn't know how to do that as much he was more the suave kind of like i got this yeah kind of guy where he wouldn't like show that vulnerable vulnerability even though he had a lot wrong with him so maybe he should have yeah like but then karloff really had the advantage where you like he really was able to like pull in sympathy and like emotion in a not like i'm aroused kind of way but in a uh oh my god you yeah you would very easily you poor babe like a lot of the women are like like in one of the films we'll talk about, there's like a line where the woman apologizes and she's like, I scream because I didn't expect you to be there. Not because of how you look mm. like she's trying to like, you'd be like, no, no, you, you're fine. Like you're, you're beautiful. <laughs> and he's just like, Oh, I'm ugly. I'm uh, scary. <laughs> I need to leave. I'm spooky, scary, <laughs> spooky, scary man. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's like his whole thing. But I think, Bela having been the sexy playman where all the women wrote him letters and he he peaked as sexy Dracula I think it kind of in a way got to his head and he always felt like he deserved more but he never like in my opinion really fought for more like even when you look at how much money he'd make versus how much money Karloff made like continuously even if he was the headlined actor like he was named first he would make significantly less than yeah. Karloff. Like he just never fought for himself. Um, even though, despite like thinking that he deserved more and Karloff was even like, was like quoted essentially as saying like, Bela's an amazing actor. He's really talented. He did great work over there. And then he came here and he kind of just coasted and he's not trying. He's not learning the language more. He's not putting himself out there and it's really tragic. And then Bela took that as like, fighting words yeah <laughs> essentially they were mad at each other for yeah a while. he was like well it's just because you put on makeup like that's all you are you're not an actor you're just a mask yeah that's mean to me be friends you know what honestly it seems like he just had a really hard time being like 
vulnerable. That was his whole yeah. thing. Like he couldn't really fight for himself or like be real, I guess. Yeah. Cause he was just like, I, this is what you offer. That's what I take. Yeah. And he was so desperate because mm-hmm. he would not get enough. So he'd take whatever. Yeah, and yeah. I think that period where um, he, like, couldn't find work for a yeah. while really messed with him. Because that is also a time when, like, he just had his son in mm-hmm. that time period. It was, like, the 30s, right before, you know, he started to kind of have a second go. Yeah. Um, he had just had his son, and, like, he had to take care of him, and he had to, like, borrow money from, like, the actors' associations yeah, or whatever. So that he could, like, afford to take care of his kids. So, like, there was a lot pride. of... There's a lot more factors in there where, like, mm-hmm. he didn't feel like he could ask for more because he, like, had such a long period of, like, not having anything going on, and he had his family he to take, take care of. take whatever he can, yeah. yeah. And I think it's, you know... This is a lesson to all men out there. It's okay to feel your feelings. Yeah. It's okay to be down on your luck sometimes and then get back up. You get knocked down, you get up again. The they're never going to nev- keep you they're down. They're going to keep you down. Bela, get up. Do it. We love you. But yeah, I definitely say he's more of the like toxic masculinity. Yeah. Like I can't yeah. show that I, I just got to act like this is all the things and I'm cool. And then Karloff was definitely like, I make you feel all the things so give me more money yeah well and he was like you know art is art he Mm -hmm. took whatever and he loved it and he did it and he worked hard in everything he did and he didn't complain even when he really should have yeah so these are two different like men you know these are Mm -hmm. just two sides of the spectrum and so like exciting that they got to share the screen so often yeah and And they were good together like even if they didn't like each other they were extremely entertaining as like uh you know, I guess, uh, what, what you said the word already. Co-somethings? Co-stars? Co-stars, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and actually, Karloff's daughter said there really isn't any truth to them not liking each other. Like, they had some quarrels, sure. But honestly, they were pretty decent friends. Like, not like friends. But yeah, they, but I mean, if you're working with someone that closely, you have to at least be like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, Ooh, they cool. were civil. They worked well together on, like, set. And they weren't, like, best friends, like, going out to dinner and stuff. But mm-hmm. they still were cool with each other. And there has to be that, like, mutual respect of, like, we're the bu- we're the big guys in this. Yeah, we're, we're both stuck being monsters. Yeah. Like, more or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's still cool. Monster yeah. Mash, let's be friends. It's the monster. I want to Monster Mash... Welcome back. Welcome back. Can I can I hear me? Okay. Yeah, welcome back. So as I had said previously, Ken and I watched a lot of stuff. Woo! We watched um, many a black and white film and trailer and clip revolving around these two lovely gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Um, But what we're going to talk about is Dracula. Um, I already kind of talked about Frankenstein, so we're not really... Like, and you know the story. And you now know the cool stuff about it. Um, But we will talk about The Raven, which is one... (laughs) It was just great. Supposedly inspired by our girl Ellen Poe. But then also features both of them acting together. And it was it was honestly like, I'm not going to lie. 
95% of it, I was like, what's happening? What, what is this? But then also it was great. Yeah. Like, it was extremely entertaining. I didn't even care that I didn't understand what was happening. I was just like, oh, look at them do their thing. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's, this is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and like kind of like where it comes from, it's just like a few years later and there's already like a significant, I think difference in the way that it's telling it's a it's silly it's not the best Karloff actually <laughs> did not like it um but specifically let's talk about Dracula so Dracula was created in 1931 or premiered in 1931 and this is like the first horror film when we could talk uh it notoriously did not have any music on it because sound <laughs> and like talking was so new and it was like this thing that people had to get acclimated to mm-hmm. that they did not put music in there because it didn't make sense unless it the music existed in the world unless the music was happening in the action yes yeah so there was no music so later there's like music and the music that's put on there is just from swan lake i think or no <laughs> nutcracker yeah it's <laughs> the Nutcracker. So it's like real weird. But if you don't know what Dracula is, um, it's based off of the book by Bram Stoker. It follows the ancient vampire Count Dracula as he arrives in England and begins to prey upon the virtuous young Mina. And it is directed by Todd Browning, who is a, a phenomenal director of the time and uh, worked to essentially revitalize the horror genre. And this mm-hmm. is like before horror was a, a top, like a name for it, but it was like, we're going to revitalize scary and monsters yeah. and creep you out. <laughs> so yeah, it was like, it's just like funny because it, as I was saying before, like it came out in the time where like, they're like, no, no, no. But then they're like, no, no. Yes. Yeah. And then they really did it. Yeah. Well, cause it, it, the way they did it was so different. Mm-hmm. Um, they took it very seriously. So, the, the novel by Bram Stoker was actually technically already filmed um, without permission and was named Nosferatu in mm-hmm. 1922 um, by expressionist filmmaker F.W. Murnau. Uh, Bram Stoker's widow had sued for plagiarism and copyright infringement and the courts decided in her favor. So essentially ordering that all prints of Nosferatu be destroyed. You can still mm. find them though. Yeah. Um, but this was like the real deal. Like they got permission. They they checked all the boxes. They chose this one to be the start. It's our, our starter horror film. Mm-hmm. And it just totally like people were like, wow, this could be a thing. Cause it, it didn't rely on just like gore. It didn't rely on a big monster. There was a big story. That's what it was. Yeah. It the was this person and he's attracted to Mina and he needs her. And then it's like the discovery of the, mm-hmm. of him in the, uh, my favorite scene is when he's talking to Mina and then uh, Dracula's talking to Mina and Van Helsing is like kind of weirded out by Dracula and how intense he's been, mm-hmm. um, especially regarding Mina and just like, I don't know, they're already like suspicious and there's this whole thing where he's having the scene and he kind of looks over and there's a mirror, yeah, like a tiny mirror mm-hmm. that's like showing and you just see Mina and like he's not there and he does like a double take and he's like, what? He's there. He's not there. He's there. And then another guy walks up to join the conversation and he looks at the mirror and there's a guy blank and then her. And he's just like, <laughs> what? This is bizarre. And it's like so bizarre. <laughs> it's just so funny to see it all. Um, 
coming together mm-hmm. but it's like that must have been a whole moment right oh, where people sure. were like finally and then it's like van helsing um <laughs> it's yeah it's i amazing. loved his little friend yeah his crazy friend oh yeah who loved him so much it was it was the whole time he was so creepy and evil and i loved him so much and his eyes were nuts and i just he was my favorite thing from the movie (laughs) yeah i i think his um what is really cool about dracula is their use of like putting light directly on his eyes to kind of show his like hypnotism Mm -hmm. so that was like really cool um uh renfield is who you're talking about yes the yes, cool yes. friend uh his like nerdy guy who just like falls under his spell and he's he like just I need his to eyes all wide all do the time. my i need to do my master's bidding and he, 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 he loved him like he was that like all the time mad. It was creepy it was great i loved it so much i was, was like so oh my god <laughs> i don't know why i love this so much i was like marry me <laughs> he was, was super cute he was very he handsome. was cute as anything <laughs> he was just also like the worst but also the greatest yeah and that's my he, husband he Just played that actor dwight fry has played a, in monster movies as well he oh played, you definitely get that vibe that he would be like the henchman in a lot of things yes he's a lot of henchmen he's played a pinky a speevy uh pavlov's secretary <laughs> an arsonist <laughs> Ooh, yeah. fun just looking at his imdb here and it's a lot of just uh small man at rally <laughs> <laughs> jenkins Mac. Yeah. So like he's his name's Mac. He could be a Mac. Yeah. Carl. <laughs> Carl. Chick. Fritz. Jessup. Yeah. This seems real. Um, yeah. He, he tends to play these like weird people. Uh, he was really cool. He was a great um, contribution to this film. And Bela's just really wonderful. Yeah. He's great. He's, in he's really hypnotizing. He does the whole like the the um, cape comes up. And he like peeks over it. And then like one of my favorite scenes is like where she can't sleep and the windows open and the bat is just like hovering. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Flapping its wings. It's so funny to watch now, but I can imagine then and being like, they're like, ah, wow, how the they get this the bat there? What? Who is it? Is it Wake Dracula? Up. They're freaking out. Yeah. That I would love to kind of see how that went. That seems <laughs> wonderful. Um, yeah, he's super alluring, he's super charming and intense, as is his way in this film. It does a really good job of... I, I can see why it revitalized it. It does really good job. It does good job. <laughs> good job does. <laughs> it does a good job of doing it. Yeah. It gets it done. I Yeah, he is the reason why it's so good. And I agree. And I can see really why people were like, wow, you do this forever. <laughs> you can't do another <laughs> thing this is it yeah and i mean this is the best thing that you can do his accent is like that's why we're like we're bound to suck your blood like that's him it's, he did yeah, it entirely it's, he definitely just like defined what vampires would be for like the next 60 plus years now everyone knows what you didn't like you guys have just been repeating that and you didn't even know who to give credit to it's him it's him it's excellent we also watched The Raven. Which I thoroughly enjoyed and thought both of them were fantastic in. And Gabe and I both had a moment halfway through. Where we were like, why is everyone not like Karloff, though? In yeah. terms of like, he was like, I'm so ugly. I was like, babe, nah. He's got a beard and he's just like, 
I'm hideous. My whole life they've been calling me hideous. And I was like, are you? Sh- who's been calling you? Because tell, tell, send them over to me because I'm going to set them straight because you're handsome. He was so pretty. Yeah. He was like ruggedly handsome. And then he had a beard too. It was just like, okay, then shave. Are you upset about like, what is, is that what it is? I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. So here's, I'm going to give you the plot from what you can find online. And then I'm going to tell you what it's really about. So it is about a brilliant surgeon who is obsessed with Edgar Allan Poe. Um, and he saves the life of a beautiful dancer and goes mad when he can't have her. Right. Which is as what men do. Apparently, <laughs> especially him. You can't deny him a lady. Are you kidding? Um, oh, the current political climate's painful. Continue. Yeah. So this is, um, so, so it is about a surgeon, uh, who saves a young wife, uh, young lady. So, um, a young wife, she's going to be a wife, uh, which is, Bela. Bela is the surgeon. He is the lead role in this, which generally he wouldn't be. It would be flopped or flipped Mm -hmm. um, usually when they played. So he is a surgeon and he uh, saves her life. They come beg him. For some reason, he's the only surgeon who can save this woman's life. And he does. He skillfully. Um, And then the woman's hanging out with him and she like falls in love with him. Mm -hmm. And there's this scene where she compliments him because he's playing the piano and she's like you're you're so talented you're not only a skillful surgeon but you're also a musician you're like a uh and he goes a god <laughs> it's like what that's <laughs> not you can do two things you can't you're a just god self-proclaim now yourself. like you can't just be like i'm a god because i can play the piano and i saved your life you owe it to me and so she's like clearly she's so significantly younger than him she like he's old enough to be her grandfather and she's like falling in love with him because he's like when he's this suave man that you know once saved her life she was super friendly at a certain age suave turns into creepy real oh a hundred percent and that's why she's very conflicted like she's due to marry someone appropriately aged yes and she's clearly you know struggling with her attraction to this man who should she should not it is yeah. not right. And it's definitely, I think, kind of like synonymous with like when you go to a therapist and then you're like, now I'm attracted to this person because they know all my life and I'm like in love, like they understand me and they fix me. Mm-hmm. Like that whole thing that happens where they're like, people are worried that mm-hmm. there'll be relations. Like, I know I'm wrong. Yeah. I love you. Exactly. <laughs> um, so her father, the guy who was like, please save my daughter, he comes back and he's like, uh, listen, She's got feelings for you and that needs to stop. Like, you know, that's gross. You know, it's unhealthy. So don't come around no more. Don't be your friend because you're, you know, giving her the impression that she should keep doing it. And she's a professional dancer. She needs to focus on her life. And he's like, how dare you? I'm a god. <laughs> he just Again, throws a big man fit. I am a god. <laughs> he's just a big man fit. Uh, and then meanwhile, like... Him being all angry, it like cuts to this man, but played by Karloff, who comes in and is like, "I'm hideous. Please fix my face." And we're like, "No, babe, your <laughs> face is fine." <laughs> and he looked, he was totally handsome. He wasn't even hideous. And then Bela was like, "No, nah, I'm not a plastic surgeon unless, yeah, I'll fix your face if you do this favor for me." And Karloff's like, "I was gonna pay you money like a normal exchange, because that's how money and." Like services work. That's how we do things. <laughs> and he's like, I have the money. It's in my pocket because <laughs> that I don't know, but I have it. And, he, and he's like, 
no, 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 that's fine. I don't need your money. I just want you to do a favor. And he's like, I'm not going to be your dentured servant. Like, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, okay. Sh- uh, then sure, I'll do it the normal way. For Definitely money. believe me. And then he goes under a knife and he comes out and he's even more hideous. He's actually literally hideous now. Yeah. His face is all sunken. His eye is all messed up and doesn't work. And <laughs> Bela's like, well, now you're ugly and the only one who can fix you is me. So now you still have to do that favor I asked you earlier. <laughs> He's so like, dude. And then the favor is like, he essentially creates this elaborate house of horrors where he has like in his basement, he has a, a, a swinging pendulum, like the mm-hmm. pit in the pendulum and like this like crazy house where one of the rooms becomes an elevator. And then there's like the scenery, the guy like goes to open the door after the room has been elevated down to. And it's like, Oh yeah, that's not there no more. He flies out and he's like dangling from the doorknob, which is, um, reportedly got laughs from the audience. Like the (laughs) audience was like, that's kooky. That's a kooky situation. And then (laughs) you have so much fun here. The last like parts of the movie is just like all these levers. And he's just like, Bay, I'm messing up your day now. <laughs> he's like, now Bae, your day. turn off the telephones. This is one lever. And then he's like, turn down all the shutters so they're locked in. This is another lever level lever. I know what words are. <laughs> and then they eventually end up in the basement anyway. And they're like fighting him. And he puts him in their magical room where the walls close in on him. And then Bay gets his whole new idea. And he's like, actually, uh, fuck you guys. Yeah. He's like, actually, I'm going to change this. And he, he he undoes the lever and releases them. And then he gets shot. And it's a whole epic battle. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was really silly. And even Karloff was like, this was a, a half-assed idea. This was a, a not thought out idea with a lot of like cool little situations happening. But there was no logic to any of it. He was like, this I thought is it was stupid. Great. I thought it was great. <laughs> he thought it was so dumb. Um, yeah. <laughs> and in in this film there's like a, a part where he uh car left is like a grunt and it's essentially the frankenstein grunt yeah. or the frankenstein's monster grunt mm. so you get a little peek at that and you're like ah, remember thing. that's probably why we're ah. watching this terrible film like back in the day that's what people thought no i liked the film i thought it was great <laughs> it was super funny i thoroughly enjoyed it everyone watch it now yeah, um, and this is the one where even though Lugosi is the the headliner, he made five thousand dollars, whereas Karloff made ten thousand for this speak for, for fifteen yourself, days man. of shooting. Fifteen. That's all I did. <sighs> it was this is a good one. I mean, he was also great in the film. I mean, I'm just saying it was a great movie. It I really enjoyed. It. I mean, especially because like coming from it as like we're already at this weird stage where everything looks kind of funky. So they're all kind of going to be on the same par. Like they're all outlandish to us. So I can see as like at the time people were like, this is really weird. Um, But now (laughs) I'm like, this is totally up my alley. I love it. I want it. I'm just like, all of this is great. Yeah. Sign me up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So watch that. We tried to watch Black Cat. We couldn't find it. So if anyone has access to that, give it to us. Because we want to watch it. We do. And the thing is, like, it's called the Raven, but he just, like, kind of quotes the Raven at the beginning. And then he, he says that the Raven is his, like, talisman or something. And the guy's like, you're a doctor. Why do you want a Raven which symbolizes death? And he's just like, don't ask me about it. Oh, my God. 
Do you Kay. see my beautiful piercing eyes? I'm a handsome man. Don't question me. Send me your daughters. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> it's all Lugosi stuff. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. Yeah. vampire yes or if you like it yeah it's essentially Bella Lugosi Dracula mm-hmm. versus angst sparkle glitter vampire okay if you don't like it okay so let's talk about the the gentlemen themselves sex fire sex fire <laughs> yeah sexy swell baby will mm. you like my sex fire <laughs> You could suck yeah. my blood. What's up? Ew, gross. <laughs> it is gross. That's gross. I don't say it is. You can bring this body back to life. I'll be undead for you. Yeah. Yeah. You We're just making a Valentine's me. for you real <laughs> early. <laughs> you drive me batty. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's one. Uh, yeah, I I enjoy them. Um, I think Karloff was a better actor, but I still enjoy both of them. I agree. It was a positive time. I was like, yeah. Yeah. Everyone's cute. Everyone's scary, but also cool. They're doing their stuff and their things. Yeah. It's, I think it's fun to watch how, what was entertaining then. Mm -hmm. And to see like these things on screen, like to see Frankenstein Mm -hmm. after like talking so much about it. And then, you know, seeing Dracula um, not that I've read Bram Stoker's, but I'm sure it's great. We didn't do him. We did, um, we did H.P. Lovecraft instead. Yeah. Which was my choice. I don't know anything about Stoker. Other than the things that we now know. Yes. So, but I knew about Lovecraft, so I chose him. So, but came for a cir- full circle because they did a film. Yeah, it was kind of like it. So mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. coming together because this is the last episode of our classic horror series. So sorry to see you go. Yeah, you're gonna. It's gonna be a surprise because you're like, what? There's still like a you know a week left of October, guys. What are you doing? You said all October. Well, too bad. You'll find out later. You, you don't get to see my really over exaggerated creepy smile, but I'm ha- I'm doing it. Yeah, she's it's very there. happy. Um, you don't know. So yours is secrets. <laughs> Sex fire too. Yeah. Cool. And how do you feel about um, the film Dracula and the film The Black? Uh, no, what did we watch? The Raven. I love The Raven. I thought that that was great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was so absurd. And I love Dracula too. Like they were, they were great. Like not because I thought they were scary, but because <laughs> I just. It was a lot of absurd stuff happening. And that's my favorite thing. Yeah. I was just like, what? Why? But like in the best way, it was just like, oh my gosh. Loved it. This is fantastic. 10 points to them. <laughs> it was, yeah, I I agree. I think Dracula was good. I think it, it, you could really see why it's so important. Um, and I, I just thoroughly wa- enjoy watching them on screen. Yeah. 
I like even even with Bela being essentially Dracula all the time. Like I enjoy, I want to see Dracula all the time. Yeah, I he's see just Bela like a really entertaining actor. Be attractive and lure people. Like I'm like I'm here. I'm lured. You got me. Where are we going? <laughs> I watched this my movie bags again. are packed. <laughs> I don't know where you are a god. I don't know what a, what are the initiation words. How do I get here? <laughs> Dance <laughs> naked in the forest. Done. <laughs> Done. There I am. Sold. Thank you, Black so Philip. Delivered. Yeah. Uh, yours. And then with Karloff, it's like, oh, you sweet baby angel. You're, per- you're beautiful. Don't you say that. Don't you, don't you let them tell you you're not beautiful. Because we're beautiful no matter what they say. Yep. Yeah. That's my song to him. You, you touch beard, his face. No beard. Weird. Beards uh, can't bring, bring you down. down. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> don't you bring them down today. I don't know if that's what the yeah, words were. I think so. Probably. It's close. <laughs> I was close. So, Karlov, we love you. You're handsome, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, like, a really endearing, charming, cute way. Honestly, if if we were going to end up home with anyone, I would definitely have ended up home with Karloff. That's fair. Like they're objectifying women in all these films. So we're allowed to objectify them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I think it's mm-hmm. the rules. Maybe. I don't know. Cause it's the 1930s. Yeah. Rules are gone. <laughs> so <laughs> this is real time travel. So ju- I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. We got one more week of being time traveled of us being in the past. And yeah, then we it's been come rough. back to to the present, and yeah, we have a whole another round of a series for the month of November for my birthday month. But it's a surprise. Yeah, you'll learn more when it happens. But we love you guys and hope you enjoyed these two folks, these monsters. Yeah, and we love you. We did the monster mash. We love you. It was a monster mash. We da, love da, da. you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said we love you, creepy. Remember, guys. That means it's real. I am a god. <laughs> Don't get married to each your kids. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>